Hello and welcome to Downtime Podcast with Jeremy and Elisa. Today is another day that it is Downtime Podcast. Our rebranding's coming soon. We'll talk about it. Uh, how's it going, Elisa? How are you? It's coming soon. Yeah. It's com- that's all you gotta... That, that's yeah. the news. It's yeah. coming soon. We've been saying that since the beginning of... Or the end of last year. But honestly, it's just because we've been busy, right? We've been busy doing things. Uh, life is busy for both of us. As you could tell, we're not a weekly podcast anymore. We're more of like a whenever we can. And that's kind of the beauty of it. Yes, definitely. And the last time we talked, I told you that I was traveling all over and I was taking time off, go on vacation and do all these things. And since we last talked... I'm still doing that. (laughs) I'm going to a lot of places right now. And also, I'm on a high because the Warriors won the NBA championship for 2022 last Thursday. And I went to the parade with my best friend and my boyfriend. And it was a wonderful time. And also, it was just it was good vibes all around. All of the players were super happy, super drunk and faded and just that it was such a good crowd because it wasn't a riotous crowd it was it was the type of crowd where you had the perfect number of people where it was packed but no one was pushing each other so everyone's at least synergy was just positive and everyone was dancing and it was a good time and yeah i i'm coming up from a big high of the warriors winning the nba championship for sure yeah that's awesome. Uh, I was following the finals as well and uh, was super happy when they won. It was I watched all the games and was super happy that this all paid off. And I'm happy to hear that you went to the parade because I... W- it took a lot to go to did that you, like, parade, but I made it. Did you take, I made it. Did you take That's Bart? all that matters. I did take Bart. It was the easiest thing to do. So what I did was I took Bart. The parade started at Embarcadero Station, which geographically is the station that's closest to the coast or the ferry Mm -hmm. building of San Francisco. And the secret was to get off of a BART station that was away from that. And when, if you get off somewhere else like Powell or civic center, it's like smooth sailing. Yeah. Every, you know, it's like one of those like tricks to crowds. It's like everyone only goes through one door, but everyone forgets about the other door. Yeah. So, uh, like, we, that's exactly what happened. I see. (laughs) Yeah, and it was, like, I had smooth sailing getting in and out of San Francisco. It was, like, not even a big deal. That's great. Yeah. Duh. And then, on top of that, I went back to Florida. And, actually, did I even talk about my first Florida trip? No. I don't remember. I, oh my, okay. Well, this is news. Um, I may have told you, but I didn't tell the podcast then. Uh. So my first Florida trip, I went for a business trip. And now I, now that it's happened, I went to Florida a second time. And I can finally reveal that there is a roller coaster in Disney World Epcot, which is called the Cosmic Rewind. And it's a roller coaster from the Guardians of the Galaxy lore. And... My company worked on that roller coaster, and it's officially open as of Memorial Day, and anyone can hey, ride it. Hey, that's so cool! Like you're 
something you worked yeah. on. Like, part of your legacy is a ride that's probably going to be there for like years, right? And that's amazing. I know. The Cosmic um, Rewind roller coaster is similar to that of Space Mountain, where it's an indoor roller coaster that's in space. More graphics, though, because it's cos- uh, it's because it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. So it's a lot more colorful than Space Mountain. Because Space Mountain is just space and a planet here or there. Right, right. <laughs> they they rebranded it, I think, to be Star Wars related, but I don't even know what's there that's Star Wars related. Got it, got it. <laughs> But yeah, I so I've been to Florida again. I've been, you know, I've been all over the place, like just traveling. And then also when I don't even know if the last time we talked, I was in Hawaii, but I was also in Hawaii on nice. vacation again. And yeah, I've, I've like Jeremy and I have been traveling <laughs> because we finally can. Yep. <laughs> and, and it's been one. It's been honestly like really relaxing and wonderful. And I, you know, I'm just taking full advantage of it. And it's just really cool because. It's like finally I'm using my switch for what it was meant for, for traveling mm-hmm. <laughs> and being out and about and just taking my switch around because now I don't commute that much into the office, which is the original intention of my switch. But now that I'm out and about going to different places, I can take my switch around, which is exactly what I wanted in the first place. And so it's like it's like now I feel like my my life now is functioning as it should be right for the last two years and i'm really excited that's awesome yeah i'm happy to hear that because like it's it's been a rough year for everybody right and just getting away from it all is just a simple pleasure that we can all enjoy yeah like i like my motto for 22 especially because this is the year that we turned 30 was i just i needed to take advantage of my life and just any opportunity to just seize it because you never know when we're going to be in another pandemic and another disease comes up. So I've just been taking full advantage of everything and just trying to live my best life. And, you know, Jeremy, we talked about this. I've like, am not sleeping a lot because now I kind of stay up to watch TV (laughs) or I stay up to play this or I stay up to play the Sims or I stay up to play Deathloop. And I'm just like, Oh my God. Story of my life. (laughs) Alisa, I'm in the same boat. I just stay up because like I'm playing games or like, yeah, something else I'll be talking about later, but like, yeah, I I got you. I feel you. (laughs) Like I am not sleeping. And I, that's the thing I definitely need to work on. Um, but yeah, I'm not letting work bring me down. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) I'm exactly in the same boat as you. It seems like our personal and, and work lives are kind of reflective of each other, which is interesting to think about. Um, always. Right. Um, and yeah, and for me, I, I've also been traveling. I don't know if I talked about going to Hawaii for an anime convention last April, which was a lot of fun. That was cool. Made some new friends. Found out that they also stream and play the same games that I do. So we ended up like syncing up and spending a whole Saturday playing the same games together, and that was super cool. Uh, and then I'm I have plans to go to Santa Cruz. I'm going back to Hawaii in September for like a late summer kind of just trip with my buddy because he is changing careers, and I probably won't see him for a few years. And so th- we're trying to mm. trying to do something together and uh, do a trip together because I've I haven't really traveled with him as much, and it'd be nice to just like go. On a plane with him somewhere away from California, somewhere nice and tropical. And Hawaii is always a good place to, to visit and hang out at. Um, 
Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, last podcast I talked about moving. Um, I was in the process of it, or at least thinking about it. But in that time, we had secured a spot. We got it really quickly. It was nice because uh, the rent, the people that are looking for renters, like the agency that we booked it through, like it seems like a lot of people in San Francisco in general that have properties are just looking for something simple. They're not looking for people who have kids. They're not looking for large families. And so my brother and I, we kind of qualify for that for just you know being two brothers who are pretty clean and. We're pretty quiet. So we are, my brother was like, I have good vibe. I have a good feeling about this. Like, I think our vibe is going to be good because, we're, you know, we're, we're easy to manage. And I was like, all right, cool. And it turns out he was right, which is great because. You made yeah, it. We did you it. We made it. And it, it's. We did we, it. We're all moved in. It's great. It's a nice little spot. Um, and uh, there's a couple bars nearby that I've been hitting up so I can watch the Warriors games. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Warriors games. And uh, that's been super chill. What a great year to be a Warriors Honestly, fan. yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, like, in the parade, you saw, like, the buses or floats or whatever, right, that went by. And it was, were all Correct. the team members there or was there anybody missing? Okay. Yes. The way that it worked was every player that was signed by the season was there. And it was two to three people per bus. So what they would do is they would take a player – that was, you know, one of the well-known players, such as Steph Curry, and they'll be paired with a lesser-known player, such as Damian Lee. And it, the pairings would be in that manner, and just so that every there were just so that like the popular person was also paired up with someone, and you know everyone would get their cheers. Right, right. And, that makes sense. Um, yeah. And I don't know if you've been paying attention to the Warriors. I don't know if anyone's been paying attention to the Warriors, but. This has honestly been one of my favorite years as a Warriors fan because after we won, the whole team decided to clap back at anyone who's ever wrong. Right. <laughs> they, it's, everyone is saying this is the pettiest the Warriors have ever been in their entire lives because the Warriors, and especially if you follow Steph Curry, Steph Curry very much is known to be the quiet guy who kind of, he just works quietly. He makes his threes. He plays for the team, but, and everyone talks shit about him mm -hmm, all the time. Mm -hmm. And the, yeah. he doesn't say, he doesn't say anything back. He just works and he wins. And after this particular win to prove that, by the way, Steph Curry never had to prove that he could win without Kevin Durant. Because Steph Curry did that in 2015. Mm -hmm. Everyone always forgets about 2015, <laughs> but Kevin Durant was not on that team. And so Steph Curry finally did it, shut down the haters, and it's like the pettiest and the most arrogant Curry has been in his entire life. And he's reached levels of Draymond Green that are that one can only aspire to be. And it's been amazing. It's been absolutely amazing. I'm here for Petty Curry. Yeah. He's like... He seems like such a calm person overall. Like there, there have been a couple times when he got he into is. altercations, but it was never physical, right? Every time someone talked shit yeah. about him, he would always clap back on the court and just like destroy people. Like he's, yeah, he's just amazing, and he's just so he's so inspiring when it comes to being a player and just yeah, yeah everything. If you look at the NBA Finals against the Celtics, Curry barely shot free throws even though everyone was constantly fouling him when he was shooting. Whereas Curry would always have three or four fouls on him. The Celtics would be shooting every single free throw. Like Curry does not get superstar mm -hmm. calls. 
and no, and no ref cares about him. He's the forgotten right? one. And so he's here. He's the greatest shooter yep. of all time. He beat the three-point record yep. this year. He's won almost every single like MVP except for regular MVP, but still, it's pretty awesome. And not only that, the Warriors won, and it felt like a team mm-hmm. effort because Curry led the team, and I can pinpoint anything that each player had did to contribute at some point in the playoffs to help the Warriors win, and it's fantastic. Right. And it feels like... Steve Kerr is is doing something right. Like you know, there there people have been injured in the past, and like there were we didn't have Clay for a while, and and uh, you know it didn't seem like there was a full matchup. And then when we lost KD, it was just like, all right, well, what's gonna happen next? Are the Warriors done? Are they washed up forever? Like, no, nah, of course. Like we Woo-hoo-hoo. we did we did well even without him in the past. Like we didn't need KD. Yeah, he was just an extra thing that we added on. That Everyone was great. forgets. Yeah, exactly. And you know the thing what Curry's. With Curry, Draymond, and Clay, they always say that Kerr lucked out because those three were drafted to the Warriors, and they happened to turn out to be good. And it's very mm-hmm. true. Kerr did luck out. But the development of every other player aside from those three is astonishing. Yeah. Like, if you look at Kavon Looney mm. and Jordan yep. Poole, and you're like, where did these people come from? Especially yeah, Jordan. Oh my Poole. god, he he's in the, like he's in a prime position to become a really good shooter. He should have been at least third place for most improved player yeah, this yeah. year. The fact that he was not even in vote contention for best improved player. No one's like Jordan Poole last year was like a typical really bad like sophomore player. Mm-hmm. And he improved so yeah. much. So, obviously, you luck out when you have Curry, Draymond, and Clay. But the supporting team and the way that the Warriors and Curry develop them, it works. Yeah. I think... Well, with Wiggins. Oh, yeah. And Wiggins you, we can't proof. forget about Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins. He's a the unsung hero. Like, unsung hero. Shout out to Andrew Wiggins. Oh, my God. He carried that last game. Shout out to Andrew game. Wiggins. He carried that last game for yeah. sure. <laughs> if you need proof... That the Warriors has a good development team. It's Wiggins. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> like I can't. I, there's no words. I feel like the Warriors incur. They take the players, look at their raw talent, and kind of just like utilize that. They work with them. They work on things that they're not good at. They work on things that they are good at, and just that's just how you, it's just so simple, right? You just you just do that, and then you you have a good team, and everyone's like, oh yeah, the Warriors are good because they have these superstars. Well, they weren't superstars. They were developed in superstars. Like yeah, they have raw talent. Exactly. Sure. And that's part of it. Like just having talent in itself is good. But if you don't work as a team and just keep shooting like three pointers and you miss, then the team's not going to back you up because they don't know how to rebound. But the Warriors do and they have yeah. and they've shown that. Exactly. Like the Celtics on paper, the taller team, the team with a longer wingspan, with longer arms, the best defense in the NBA. Record wise, the Celtics were better than us. So, obviously, more people thought that the Celtics were going to win against us, which is, like, if you're basing it off of the statistics and what the records were, that's fine, because that's what the proof of the paper was. But the way that Kerr made these adjustments, especially with Wiggins, especially with Looney, Mm -hmm. uh, to make sure that we, we put the Celtics' offense on lock is just impressive. And... There's just there's just so much that was done to adjust to 
all of these teams, like the Grizzlies, the, you know, like everyone that we played against. Yeah. And also, yeah, like the Celtics are younger. They're a younger team too, like age wise, the players. If you may, if you look at the Celtics and the way that they've been developed, because they're also a team that was developed through the draft yeah. mostly, and very much mirrors the Warriors in some ways, but they are definitely the younger team. And aside from just good coaching, it's experience too, because if you've just done this so many times, and even though Andre Iguodala was injured, he was on the sidelines giving advice to everyone. It's just like this was not their first rodeo, and they were they figured them out was simple as that well to kind of continue doing that um i do want to mention that so for things that i'm playing uh i i've talked in the past about valorant and how i've kind of been like indifferent about the game um but recently i've been finding more of a a love for the game my one of my really good friends he actually was a guest on the podcast he his Handle is DJB, but his real name is Daniel, and he he's a he's a seasoned Valorant player. He hosts a lot of tournaments, um, like just privately on his on on his stream. Uh, I guess not really technically privately, but like they do custom matches is what I'm trying to say. So he put together um, two different tournaments: one for the OCE region, so like Australia, parts of Asia, and um, they they did that earlier this year and now uh they do they are in the midst of doing a like na tournament like north america tournament with like some guest teams from like australia and here and there but it's mostly teams from the united states uh, my team we actually played last friday we advanced so we're gonna do round two this coming saturday as as of the recording of this podcast it'll be this saturday june 25th at 3 p.m pacific time Ooh. um last friday um, we were definitely compared to the Warriors because of the recent win, the recent championship, huh. but also because of just the way that we have really good synergy. Like for those that aren't aware, Valorant is like a five v five game. There's attackers and defenders, much like Counter Strike. And the thing that makes it different is that every character has powers. So think of like Overwatch meets Counter Strike. That's the best way to describe it. Um, and yeah, I I did really well, so well to the point that people were calling me the Steph Curry of my team, which is very flattering. Hey. Right? Yeah, it's very flattering, <laughs> but it does put a lot of pressure on someone. So there's a lot to live up to when we come face to face against this next team. They're like really good. Like they have a couple of really really good players. So we gotta definitely have to watch out. We've been practicing a lot prior to the recording of this podcast. I was telling Elisa that I was practicing with my team, and once we finish recording here, I'm gonna go back and play with them again, and hopefully. Uh, you know, continue to practice more. Um, but yeah, so that's been happening. Um, I recently streamed and finished this game called Stranglehold. It is a sequel <laughs> to a 1992 John Woo Hong Kong action film called Hard Boiled. It is a uh, <laughs> it is an interesting game. It is a very short Wait game. Wait a minute, Hard Boiled. Yeah, really? yeah, exactly. A 1992 movies sequel which is a video game so it was like john woo's first foray foray into video games and uh it's something it's not perfect it's fun it's clunky it does definitely feels like a movie at times it's very cheesy but i had a great time playing it um it was interesting that's so funny because i've seen hard okay for context of people isn't hard-boiled about kind of like this guy who's 
who's like a gangster and he has to take care of a kid? No. Actually, well, there's a kid okay. in it. He's not a gangster. He's a cop. He's like a... Yeah. Okay. He's, anytime John Woo casts Chow Yun-Fat, who also plays his character from the movie in the game, um, he always makes him like a good cop in a way. But I think there's some exceptions. I have to go back and look at the filmography. But from what I remember in Hard Boiled, he, Chow Yun-Fat plays a a good cop. <sighs> I have to watch okay. it again, but I remember there was a kid involved and he had to like save a kid in like a hospital or something. That was interesting. That sounds about right. Yeah, there's a whole hospital. <laughs> the hospital gunfight is like the most famous scene in all of Hong Kong cinema. Um, I could be exaggerating there, but a lot of people in the West know it as such. It. The thing is, Hard Boiled has like some of Hong Kong's greatest actors. Yes. It has Chow Yun-Fat, um, has John Woo even yep. in it. I think it has... Um, God, what is his name? I think it has Tony Leung. I think so. I, yeah, I think so. Right? Yeah. 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 And I think there's a couple of Japanese actors in the beginning of the of the movie as well because there's a whole shootout in a tea house. That's like one of, uh, a very iconic scene as well. Like the very beginning shootout yes. is it's crazy. Um, but yeah, so the game is a sequel. It's a 2007 title that re- was released on Windows and Xbox and PS3, Xbox 360 to be specific. And uh, it's cool. It's a cool game. Um, yeah, I'm, I was digging yeah. it. It's it's fun. There's like slow mo. There's uh, there's all these really cool things about the game that um, definitely make it unique. And it definitely borrowed a lot of things. And I felt like some things that made it better. There was a charity yeah. stream that my friends put on this past Saturday where we played um, a plethora of different games, mostly horror related. We played Outlast the Forest, Dead by Daylight, of course. And um, for my section of the stream, I played Viscera Cleanup Detail, which is a um, it's a game. It's an interesting game concept. It's imagine in Halo when Master Chief goes through a hallway and kills all the all the aliens, right? He kills all the Covenant. He kills all the elites and all the just basically everything. He goes through the hallway, murders it. You play the team that cleans yeah. up after the main character goes through. So there's references to Doom. There's references to Quake. There's references to movies. Even there's a whole ref. There's a whole level that's based on the thing, the movie, the thing. Um, so it's all about just cleaning up. It's kind of cathartic because you have to. There's like a score you get at the end of the uh, at the end of each level. There's several levels, and the one that we played was a haunted house related level, where um, the house. Yeah, I guess the house is haunted, but also it was more like referencing yeah. horror movies, slasher films. So there was like Jason's Mask. There was uh, um, there's like Freddy's Claw. There's like all these things in the house that were referencing all these iconic horror movies. And it was our job to clean up the house. There was like all these dead bodies everywhere, and it was it was a fun game. It's really cool. Uh, I think it's only on Windows. I could be mistaken, but. Yeah, we uh, we played that. We played all these games, and we raised around five hundred dollars for charity. So that was really awesome. That's exciting! Yeah, congrats. Yeah, so that's about it. That's all I've been playing. What about you, Elisa? So, since we uh, last talked, I finished the Kaito Files. Nice. I have that podcast ready to go. Will be released eventually. I finished. Or not finished. I'm about two-thirds of the way through Fire Emblem Three nice. Houses. And, God, that game's so good. It's so good. I-, I love this game so much. And I'm definitely getting in the groove of what I'm supposed to do now, where I was like, who do I recruit? I don't know what I'm doing. What gifts am I doing? Who do I give tea to? And when I say tea, I mean, like, actual tea, oh, okay. not, like, gossip yeah, tea. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 
because you increase your relationship and respect with someone by giving them tea. Got it. And I finally uh, like found my footing in this game. And I love it so much. It's just, I think, I honestly like one of my favorite RPGs definitely I've played on the Switch for sure. Got it. And then I'm finally playing Deathloop. My PlayStation is unwrapped, which I think I talked mm-hmm. about. I'm playing Deathloop and it's such a fabulous time. And I'll have more details for sure after I finish the game. But it's, I, I feel like I'm, I'm like maybe halfway through the game already. And. I've just been constantly playing it without even without like looking at time. Like I'll just play it at night and then I'll realize, fuck, I've put like four hours into this. Wow. Means you're having fun. I'm having so much fun with this game. It's such it's such a good it's such a good game. I and I'm really enjoying playing with all of these characters. So far. And. Yeah, this is just such a it's such a good time. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. And that's pretty much all I've been playing. Just those cool. two games. And The Sims. And Animal those Crossing. Two... And Stardew Valley. <laughs> those, so, those three yeah, never those change. Three, those three so... will never go away. Honestly, they're endless games. You can play those games forever. They're endless forever. games. They're gonna be yep. played forever. Yep. So well, thank you. Thank you for letting us know. I can't wait to hear more about Deathloop. I'm excited because I've been on the fence about that game. Everyone's been giving it interesting reviews, but regardless of review or not, I'm still going to probably buy it and play it myself. Oh, it is It is a great game. I, I love... I think this is... Like, this is a great intro game to the PlayStation 5. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Like, this is a fantastic first game to play that's new also. That doesn't depend on a franchise. Right. And it's by Bethesda. Right. Then they're And Arcane. Right. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Bethesda soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it's gonna be a good time. Oh yeah. So why don't we go into news then? Yes, we got oh my god, we got a lot of news to talk about. Can I start with this news first? Sure. Um I, I wanna talk about Giant Bomb, which is a gaming uh journalism website. Okay. So uh, Giant Bomb is one of the few gaming journalism websites that I still kind of follow regularly. Mm-hmm. But as of the beginning of June, uh, about June 5th, June 6th, June 7th, the final founding member of Giant Bomb left, which his name is uh, Jeff Gersman. Mm-hmm. And so he was one of the core founders of Giant Bomb. And... That was kind of like very mu- that was very much like one of the last people who and oh also he was like arguably people would say like he's the founder. And a lot of people would say that he's like one of the biggest names in Giant Bomb. And so it's you know, it's a it's his prerogative to leave. But what happened was it was just announced by Giant Bomb that he left. Oh. And they didn't give him because what happened with a lot of other people, such as, like, Vinny and Alex, like, you know, like, a lot of people who have left Giant Bomb is, they're very much given a farewell week of leaving. Mm-hmm. Just to just to see them off and, you know, like, make their final podcasts, make their final videos and all of these things. Kind of like a courtesy and, or kind of just like a, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. And the weird thing was 
this guy who's clearly like at founder level was not given a proper goodbye. Man. And it was really weird. And a lot of people were, you know, like were confused and disappointed, especially because he's like just one of the main founders. Um, so like, there's obviously like a lot of speculation, but really like at its core, it's the company that owns giant bomb probably didn't let people give him a goodbye. <laughs> Which sucks. That's so sad. Yeah, I know. Giant Bomb is owned by a, another media company called Red Ventures. And they just straight up shafted Jeff Gerstmann. Oh, man. And it was it was kind of disappointing because I'm a fan. And I would have expected him to have, like, one last episode of the Bombcast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, like, you know, shoot the shit. All of these different things. And he did, he straight up didn't have a goodbye week. That's and it was uh... just really weird. It was really weird, too, because I actually really like the current cast of Giant Bomb 2. Like, the new cast. I think the new cast is really good. And there's a lot of people that I really enjoy. And one of my favorites, his name's Jan. Um, The way that he was talking very much read like Red Ventures didn't allow him to speak <laughs> about mm. Jeff. Like, And so it was just kind of such a shitty goodbye that like they didn't allow the cast to even say goodbye. That's so sad. And I, you know, obviously, like, there's going to be speculation for forever of people wondering why they, they did this to Jeff. And, you know, it's just unfortunate that they had to say goodbye this way and that Red Ventures was doing this. You know, I and the thing is, I wish both Jeff Gersman success in his new Twitch career and his Patreon career. And, yeah. of course, I wish the current Giant Bomb a lot in their career because I, I i think that this like current group is like really good like they're pr- they're pretty fucking funny so Aww. yeah i'm looking forward to just all of them it was an awkward ending i don't blame any of them i blame red ventures who owns giant bomb now yeah. um but yeah that hit a that hit a chord with me because i like it's one thing for jeff to say goodbye because i was really sad when like a lot of core people like Vinny and alex said goodbye but they got goodbye weeks, right, <laughs> Jeremy. Right. <laughs> they were able to speak on the Beast cast and like they had goodbyes. And it just like Jeff not getting a goodbye was weird. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I was it, it was awkward for everyone. But you know, it is what it is, and we just gotta move forward <laughs> at this point. Right. It's all so. company politics, it's all just like corporate structure and you know Unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. And even though we might not like it. That's just how it is. And at least at least the fans can still say goodbye to him on his personal Twitch. You know, that's more important to yeah, me exactly. than, than him saying goodbye on the podcast. But of course, him saying goodbye on the thing that he started is is huge, right? You know, like we Exactly. Yeah. And and like obviously the fans notice, you notice, so it's just like it's weird. And I, I agree with you. I feel like this there's something is missing and that's so sad. I know. Such corporate bullshit. For real. It's unfortunate. <laughs> We've yeah. had too much of that in our lives. I know. <laughs> Way too much. Yeah. And for anyone uh, who didn't know, uh, Giant Bomb is a Bay Area company. It started off as a Bay Area company such as IGN and GameSpot. In fact, majority of gaming journalism companies arguably are from the Bay Area. Which is interesting if you think about it. Yeah. Right. Like, the Bay Area is not really known for video games. But then again, we are because we also have, like, what, like, Double Fine and all these other indie studios... Uh, PlayStation is headquartered in the Bay Area. 2K. Right, 2K. Okay, see, now that I'm talking about it out loud, now I'm just like, wait, EA. actually, it does make sense. <laughs> Ubisoft. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> and Sega used to be out here in San Francisco, and that's the whole reason why Sonic Adventure 2 had a whole, like, San Francisco-looking level as its first level. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So that does make sense now that I think about it. But for, maybe because all these companies aren't loud about their presence in SF, I was just like... They're not. Right. They're definitely loud. Right, right. <laughs> like, I guess in general, video game companies aren't loud. But then again, a lot of them have been in the news, like Ubisoft and Riot and Activision, because of all these scandals that have been happening. That's a different story. Oh, yeah. It's something we've already covered. But like, yeah, I, I just feel like San Francisco is kind of, or the Bay Area in general is kind of like that underrated yeah yeah and like we oh yeah another one in san rafael was uh the the company went under what was it called telltale telltale Telltale, yeah that's right that was a huge one yeah interesting i guess maybe there was like the whole dot-com boom and all these like tech companies became and game companies just became entities up here and i guess that kind of makes sense True. yeah i don't know yeah um well that's that's too bad and i hope that um i hope that the fans of giant bomb gather together and Find a way to to honor his legacy somehow. Yes. And like, he's on Twitch now. So if you are a person who likes the older cast and you're kind of done with Giant Bomb because older cast left, they're all on Twitch or like such as Nextlander. They all have their own po- new Patreons and podcasts that you can follow. Mm-hmm. And if you're just kind of, you don't care who you follow as long as they're good the giant bomb cast is still there the new one there you go so, there you go yeah cool yes uh, and that's all i have to say about the giant bomb cool um can we talk about the um other can we talk about the showcases real quick there's a lot to go yes. through i don't want to talk about every single thing in detail i need to talk about final fantasy 16 yeah and i want to talk about <laughs> resident evil but uh uh real quick we'll go through the sony one first and so these are the major things that i think you and i were probably going to are probably going to be interested in. I think um, if I missed anything, please let me know. So there was Resident Evil 4 Remake, Spider-Man Remastered. Um, there's a huge Horizon Forbidden West Does it West need update. to be remastered, by the way? I, I'm sorry. I just have to <laughs> look. I'm pretty sure Spider-Man is one of the newer... I don't remember if it's PlayStation 4 or PlayStation... Or N4. Okay, yeah. come on, people. This is a PlayStation 4 game. What is going to be remastered? Honestly, tell me, Jeremy. It looks beautiful. Be it looks. It already looks on the PS on the stock base PS4. It looks beautiful. What is going to be remastered? Tell me. I just frame rate. But then again, like, okay, <laughs> sure, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> oh, geez. yeah, I know, right? Like when I saw that, I was like, really? Like Last of Us makes sense, not Spider Man. Spider Man is too new. Yeah. They could have just said, "Well, we're re-releasing it, not necessarily remaster." I don't know. Yeah. Re-releasing makes more sense. Like they didn't remaster Ghost of Tsushima; they just made it with a better frame rate. Like Ghost of Tsushima is beautiful on PS4. It is. Oh fuck! It's so gorgeous. <sighs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's such a it's such a fantastic game. <laughs> it's so um, good. So Horizon Forbidden West update. Horizon Call of the Mountain for PSVR. Um, the Callisto Protocol, which is an interesting game. Roller dome I gotta or... say, the stuff for PSVR 2 look, does look cool. I don't know if I'm gonna get VR 2, mm. but it, they do look interesting. I'll give it that. Yeah, it looks fascinating. Um, if I got a PS5, I don't think I would invest in a VR 2 simply because of the limitations of what you can play. Um, but then, that's just me, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, Roller Dome Revealed looked interesting. It was like a cel-shaded third-person shooter. Um, Eternites was interesting. Final Fantasy 16, Street Fighter 6, and Final Stray. Fantasy 16. Stray looks cool because you play as a little cat. But let's talk about Final Fantasy 16. I know you're a big Final Fantasy fan, dude. 
I'm excited for Final Fantasy 16 to go back to medieval influence. <laughs> no, you don't want the car? <laughs> to be fair, I had no problems with 15 except for the fact that it was really short. I was like, how is this Final Fantasy only 25 hours? Yeah. This is weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, like I, it was very much a, this can't be it. Right, right. It needed to be at least 100 hours or more. Yeah, exactly. There could have been more for sure added to the main plot. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I like when fi- Final Fantasy 16 is based during kind of a more renaissance medieval influence and lore. I think that's a very cool era. And, you know, I like a lot of the modern Final Fantasies and their placing such as like 8 and 8 and like 7, for example, are good. But, I, you know, I like I like the ones like 9 and 12 and six that are definitely much more um, like 1500s, that type of thing. It, it, it creates a different type of narrative and story that I enjoy. And I'm looking forward to what Final Fantasy 16 has to offer. And I was shocked when they said it was coming out in summer of 2023. It's going to be fall of 2023. Wow. In fact, it's probably going to be winter of 2024. <laughs> I mean, Either way, I was like, it, that's soon. <laughs> I was like, that is way too soon. What is happening right is, now? Is Nomura on this project? I don't think so. Okay. Because when I was... Yeah. I, I might have to do a quick back check, but I, I don't think it is. I feel like he's busy working on the next iteration of Kingdom Hearts. Yes. But I don't know. I, I don't really follow Square Enix that much. Okay, it's from... Uh, the Final Fantasy fourteen producer uh, Yoshida Naoki oh. and then director Takai Hiroshi. Okay, okay, so yeah, okay, okay. All right, that's cool. S- and it, all of the monsters and creatures look amazing. I like all the beasts that were introduced in that teaser. I hope they're all there. Um, I'm just excited for all of this. I think it's gonna be a good time. <laughs> Yeah, I correct me if I'm wrong, but the original Final Fantasy games had more of an medieval aesthetic as well, right? Or am I tripping? Definitely like the older, older right? Ones. Like the first generation in the 80s yeah. and 90s, yeah. Um, so they're kind of going back to the roots in that sense, which is I'm all for because like in Elden Ring was really good and it had a medieval style of uh, aesthetic, and so that'd be cool to continue that with yes. Final Fantasy because I feel like Final Fantasy has been dipping in the modern times and maybe more retro futuristic and futuristic style, which is I love too. But you know, yeah. kind of seeing don't get me wrong, right? Like seeing dragons and stuff is really cool as well. <laughs> yeah, I like dragons. This one looks like it's gonna focus more on being magical which I appreciate as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I am um, on the other side of that. I'm excited for stray because it looks like a really cute game where you play as a cat in this it like does. futuristic really Neo Tokyo esque kind of vibe. Um, and then resident evil four remake. I'm really excited about because I love resident oh, evil. I 4. Yeah. Everybody like that was the game that introduced over the shoulder camera for a lot of different games. It inspired so much mm-hmm. for the third person genre of action games. And, you know, it paved the way for the rest of the Resident Evil franchise to be like that until 7 when it became, like, first person. And everyone loved it because, like, it kind of was more immersive, which I agree to. But for a lot of people, these the most the more recent Resident Evil remake titles are things that everyone's kind of looking at and um, hoping for 
the narrative to kind of be rewritten in a way for future games. And it looks like it's being that way. They're all remakes and they're all kind of reboots in a sense because the character models are different and the voice actors are all different. Um, as I mentioned, Resident Evil 4 is beloved. So I know that Capcom is doing everything in their power to make this right and make it look cool. So yeah, I'm excited for it. I hope that the remake is awesome. I'm definitely going to be buying it. I still need to buy and play the other remakes. So that's awesome. Anything else you want to talk yes. about the Sony state of play? How do you feel about the new remake for The Last of Us, which is now being rebranded as The Last of Us Part 1, and how they up the graphics? Um, You know, I I played it briefly on PS3, and then I played it fully on PS4, so I I don't know. I, I don't really care too much about it. I am happy that they're, you know, putting it on a uh, a console that has and, pos- and on PC as well, right? For like a new audience to enjoy. Um but I don't know, I'm kind of indifferent towards it. What about you? I'm honestly I'm really impressed by the upres. I'm I I think it's pretty I think it's pretty good for how they're upresing all the characters for PlayStation 5. Yeah. I think a lot of people are torn on the new looks of everyone. Cause obviously when, when you make something more high definition, you see more quality in their face and people don't necessarily like that sometimes, but I think this looks really good. Okay. And I like a lot of the new like shadowing that they have on the characters and just the rendering is very much improved on everyone. Um, the one thing is they make Joel look a lot older, <laughs> which is, which, which is funny oh, with the new upgrade. It's like with the new, with the new remake, Joel legit looks like he's like 55 <laughs> going on 60 oh, wow. in my opinion. Whereas the Joel from PlayStation three, honestly looks like he's about 35, 40, which is what you're, which is kind of what you're supposed to assume he is. Right, right. But th- but this new one looks like George Clooney. So. Okay, I see. I didn't really, I didn't look at the trailer too much. Just here, my comments are mainly based on the fact that it is being remade. But I have no, yeah, for sure. I will have no qualms with the graphics. I think they're going to be beautiful, anyways. Yeah, I, I think it looks. Re- I I think that the new graphics for the part one remake for PlayStation Five look really good. Nice. I'm I'm I am impressed. That is a remake, Spider Man. <laughs> that is a real remake. They look so different. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to watch the trailer after we finish this podcast. Yeah, definitely. Um. All right, let's talk about Xbox real quick. Yes, let's talk about Xbox. So it was the it was called the Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase. They talked about mm-hmm. Redfall, which looked like an interesting kind of like vampire esque Left for Dead shooter. Um, There's Ho- Hollow Knight, Silk Song, High on Life, A Plague Tale, Requiem, Forza Motorsport, Microsoft Flight Sim had a have has a 40th anniversary um, celebration going on where you can fly the Pelican from the Halo series, which I thought was a nice touch. Um, Overwatch Two got some love. Um, Ara, History Untold, Arc 2, starring Vin Diesel, which was more interesting to look at. A lot of deep breathing and grunting, which is weird. Um, <laughs> Scorn, Flintlock, Siege of Dawn, Persona on PC, which is really cool, and Starfield. So I'm a little, I'm a really hyped about Persona because I don't have to buy it on PlayStation anymore. As you should be. Yeah. As you should be. I'm going to buy it on PC so I can play it on my nice PC instead of having to play it on my old PS4. Nothing wrong with the PS4. It's just that I'd rather play it on something that it's meant to be played on. Um, 
from like a graphics perspective so I can get the best quality experience of it, you know? And I'm so happy that one of the games is Persona 4 Golden. It is one of my favorite just games in life. And I'm glad that more people get to play that game. I played that game three times. Wow. I've spent, which means that I've spent 300 hours on, <laughs> well, that means Persona 4 Golden. And it was because I wanted to get every single relationship locked at some point. That just means I have to play it and then let you know how it is. <laughs> it was, it was, it's such a great storyline. Yeah. Well, I, I, I just, th and also I'm glad more people get to play Persona 3. That's such a good one as well. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people don't talk about Persona 3. They only talk about 4 and 5 and that's about it. Persona 3 is just one of the older ones that came on PlayStation 2 or 3. I don't oh, cool. Which one it was, uh, but it, it, it just, it's just simply one of the older ones. And so at this point, it's like definitely, um, forgotten about but arguably like the second best soundtrack of the persona franchise awesome so yeah i'm excited yeah. to play it because everyone talks so much about it one of my friends who's a streamer her entire streaming layout is based on persona like it's all inspired by persona so oh, that's awesome yeah yeah and so i'm really excited to see what the hype is about it i'm long overdue to play it as with a lot of games but you're never late to the party yeah you know like the fact that they're re-releasing it on pc is even like you said, it's even better that a lot of audiences get to play it for the first time, myself included. Exactly. Um, and um, Starfield looks interesting. It's been getting a lot of um, mixed criticism because it just looks like Skyrim in space and a lot of people are kind of mad or indifferent about it. I myself look I, – I'm I'm excited to play it because I'm, I'm, I like the sci-fi vibe and Bethesda usually makes really good quality IP. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hyped for Starfield. It looks fun. It does look cool. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I Forza Motorsport looks interesting. Arc 2, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with that game since it is, um, it's got a, it's got a, a Hollywood star attached to it, whereas the first game was kind of just like dinosaurs, dragons, open world, survive. So yeah, we'll see. I don't know. What about you? Anything yes. else that stood out to you in the Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase? No, not so much, just because I don't play uh, Xbox. As it, a lot of the uh, announcements to me just kind of seem expected. They all look cool, such as the Starfield. I really like the art style on that. That looks cool. But definitely the one that I was happy about was just the fact that Persona is more accessible to everyone. Right, right. Cool. Um, and there was also an, uh, a Capcom showcase that happened. I caught some of it. It was a lot of Resident Evil updates and more talk about Resident Evil 4 Remake um, mm -hmm. and a bunch of other things. So I apologize if I didn't say exactly what happened during that showcase. But um, yeah, it looks cool. Yes. All right. Was... Well, one, thing I wanted to, I, one thing I wanted to look up was uh, play... PlayStation VR to price. I was just curious how much it was. Okay. Uh, three ninety nine. Oh. That's actually is that cheaper than what I was expecting for PlayStation VR? Yeah, maybe about what I was expecting for the PlayStation VR. Hmm. That's not that's definitely cheaper. I think than. Oculus. Although, actually, I think Oculus is cheaper now, now that they came out with the new version of it. 
Mm, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's a lot cheaper. The nice thing about Oculus is that you don't have to plug it into anything. It's got its own little dedicated system inside the set, which is really cool. Yes. It's nice. You can, you know, even though playthrough is only two hours, it's like, honestly, two hours is, you can only handle so much playing VR at a time. I see. Cool. So as yes. as of the recording of this podcast, we actually got one question in at the very last minute about uh, two minutes ago. <laughs> and it's by PJ Sucks on our Discord. Thank you, PJ. And PJ asks, <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. PJ asks, um, did you watch Top Gun Maverick? Uh, what did you think? And what blockbusters are you looking forward to? Um, did you watch Top Gun Maverick? Alisa? I've seen Top Gun Maverick two times. Oh, okay. Well, that answers that. I also watched it in theaters um, uh, uh, the weekend it came out. I saw it once in Standard, and I saw it the next time in IMAX. Wow. Okay. Um, uh, I, I want to start by saying I, I did enjoy it. I There were some parts where some of my friends did cry. Um, some of them are in the military, so it definitely hit a lot harder for them. Um, I really liked the movie. I, I watched the first one a couple years ago for the first time. So um, the the memory of that movie was kind of fresh in my mind. Uh, I really liked it. It was a good action film. Um, the cinematography in particular for me was really beautiful. The end of cockpit shots, um, just like shots of the planes flying by. Like they just did a really good job. And that was so cool to see. Are you aware that all of that is real too? Like, Majority of the movie is not CG, if any. Right. I don't even think there's that much CG. Like they they had to train the actors to actually fly the planes too, which I thought was exactly. fascinating. <laughs> which which is crazy that the actors were flying in the second seat while the naval and air force pilots were flying in the first seat. Wow, that was crazy. Right. I was I watched so many videos on That's it. That's wild. This is honestly. One of the best action movies I think I've seen in a long time. It was fantastic. It was so fun. It was exactly what you expect in an action blockbuster. Mm -hmm. It also, I think, was a very good remake. It lived... It's one of the... Jeremy, I hate remakes. (laughs) (laughs) You you know this. You know how much... You know how much I hate remakes, and you know how much I hate nostalgia. But this is one of the most well-done remakes i think i've ever seen in my entire life yeah and it just lived up to so much hype i'm funny enough i'm really happy that this got released in theaters or else i don't think we'd all be appreciating it like it is right now oh well to be clarified it's not a remake it's a sequel to the original movie. or sequel yeah yeah no worries no worries yeah Um, yeah. but yeah i and I hate sequels too. Yeah, unless it's in, uh, intentional. I get that. Like yeah. I was nervous about this one because I was like, thirty year old and right. 30, 30 year old sequel. Good God! Like, what are <laughs> we doing here? Yeah, but yeah. it ended up being fantastic. I agree. I agree. It's it was a fun movie, and I uh, can't wait to see um, what they where they go next. If they do make a sequel, it better be good. You know, like I I just want it to be good. Um, I agree. And to answer the second part of your question, PJ, movies that I'm looking forward to seeing, um, I'm kind of okay about Lightyear. I might just wait for that to go on Disney+. Plus. I heard the Elvis movie was all right. Um, I really want to see Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, I want to watch Bullet Train. Bullet movie. Train is a movie about uh, Brad Pitt, and he's like in Japan on a uh, bullet train going from Tokyo to, uh, to Kyoto. 
<laughs> which is, and he's like fighting all these bad guys. Uh, and then there's the Jordan Peele movie Nope about aliens, um, like invading this part of California. <laughs> so yeah. that's gonna be cool. There's Easter Sunday, which is a movie by Filipino American comedian Joe Coy, um, that takes place in Daly City, which is adjacent to where I live. Um, mm-hmm. Pinocchio is getting a remake, which seems interesting. Um, uh, there's Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> well, I guess yeah, some of these right. movies don't really count as um, Hollywood. Well, I guess they are Hollywood movies. I I was think more of thinking of movies that were released in theaters, but a lot of Disney Plus movies definitely get the Hollywood treatment in a way. Um, yes. So, yeah, Black Adam looks interesting. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, there's a Disney movie called Strange World that's coming out that kind of has like a ni- classic 1930s vibe, but like in space. Um Disenchanted, which is a sequel to Enchanted. Um, I'm curious to see what the Avatar movie is going to be like. There's a sequel yeah. to Shazam called Shazam Fury of the Gods. Um, and yeah, there's just a whole bunch of other movies coming out that are going to be interesting to watch. I... I'll tell you what I'm not excited for, Jeremy. What's that? I'm not excited for that new Jurassic World movie that came out. Did you watch it? No. Uh, You know, the unfortunate thing is I legit really like the Jurassic Park series. So I feel like I'm going to eventually see it just so I can finish this off. But I'm not excited to watch it because I think I've talked to you about this before. I, in general, think that the Jurassic World series was like fine. I actually like Jurassic World 1 as just like, yeah, this is fine. Like, it's not as good as Jurassic Park, but I like what how they incorporated the world. And then I told you before that the the second half of Jurassic World 2 was like, what am I watching right now? This is a complete shift in everything that I was expecting this exact movie to be. Exact same thoughts I have. The first half of yeah. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom are fantastic. When they go to the island, they try to rescue dinosaurs, and it's like, wow, yeah. this is fucking cool. And the second part of it is like, why are you paying $5 million for a dinosaur? You would That's yeah. easily $5 billion. Like, what the fuck is this? Where, where did this come from? Right. I don't know. So, Elisa, my brother and I are huge Jurassic Park fans. We yes. love the series. Yes. Um we are indifferent about the first Jurassic World. We enjoy it as as a standalone, um, and we're like, okay, like this is cool. Uh, we tried watching Camp Cretaceous on Netflix. We couldn't get past the second season. We tried. Wa- we mm-hmm. we forced ourselves to watch the first and second seasons, and we're just like, ugh, this is so frustrating. Um, Fallen Kingdom, we absolutely just were not happy about. And so recently, we went to the theater. We watched Jurassic World Dominion. Um. I don't know. Do you want me to keep going? I'm not going to spoil anything about the story for you, but... All you got to say, Jeremy, all you got to say is yes or no. No. Big fat no. (laughs) Big fat why and big fat no. (laughs) There are people that are are defending this movie, and all I can think about is, like, why? Why? Like, like, (laughs) if if you really watch the movie and think about it logically, you're like, okay, like, this is... Like, why? We... Prior to that, we watched The Secrets of Dumbledore, the Fantastic Beasts movie. It's It was also not very good. And there was a whole thing about um, Catherine Waterston. Her character, Porpatino, had a reduced role in the movie because she out, she was outspoken against um, uh, J.K. Rowling's like thoughts about trans trans people. She was like, she really didn't like that. 
JK Rowling did said those like nasty things about trans people. And so she like was very outspoken on Instagram and like made all these posts on Twitter. And so JK Rowling is like, I'm going to reduce your role in the next movie. So <laughs> cut to Jurassic World Dominion. The character, the Velociraptor Blue um, is not in the movie that much. And after the movie, I turned to my brother and I was like, yeah, the Blue wasn't in the movie because Blue said some things on Twitter about uh, the director. <laughs> so we were both like, laughing about that. <laughs> uh, oh my God. Right. And so it's true. Blue does have a reduced role in the movie. Um, and it, I honestly, the whole plot is so fucking stupid. And the fact that they just shove all these characters that have connections to the the characters in the original movies off screen is just, is just it's such a it just makes me mad like it's such a disservice to the original legacy um so agreed i i was not a fan i'm not a fan of jurassic world dominion um i hope you do watch it one day elisa and just let me know your honest thoughts because uh, i'll watch it on streaming <laughs> just wait i i i my parents watched it the same day my brother and I did, and then they were like, "Yeah, that was a movie." And I was like, "Man, that was a movie." They were, it just, it was just so sad. And there was even a meta joke too. I'm not gonna say what the meta joke is because it kind of gives something away. But it, it, my brother and I were chuckling so hard because we agreed <laughs> with that what that character said. And when you when it happens, you'll know, Elisa. And then if you don't, if you okay. didn't catch it, I'll be like, "Okay, remember when this character said that?" Um, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but anyways. Uh, yeah, not a fan, unfortunately. Uh, I mean, I'm waiting for a, a good uh, Jurassic Park video game, Jurassic World video game that's not a park building simulator. I do love the Jurassic World Evolution franchise, but I want to play a game where I'm like hiding from velociraptors or like stuck on the island or something, you know, like yeah, not something where that has to you where you have to build Jurassic Park. Like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. But like, it'd be cool to be on the ground and like do all these cool things. Um, yes. That's my rant. Makes sense. Rant over. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I get it. I get it. Thanks. I'm scared to watch it, to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a lot of disappointing things in that movie. But <gasps> oh, um, if you, as long as you have a good time and just like, as long as you turn your brain off and like try to look past the things that you love, then maybe you'll have a good time. But for my brother and I, we just love the, the characters so much. The original characters were just like, damn. Wow, like what's going on here? Um, anyways, yeah, uh, there, there you go, PJ. Thanks for submitting your question and comment, or just more, yes. more, more, mostly question. Um, yeah. So, uh, if you guys want to submit a comment or question that way, look in the description of this video, uh, wherever this podcast is hosted. Not necessarily video, audio file, and you can find where. You can uh, uh, find a link to our Discord server, and we talk about everything from video games and movies to TV shows, music, all that stuff. Um, submit a question in our hashtag uh, podcast questions channel, and we'll respond to it on the podcast. Um, you can also find us um, at downtime.live, www.downtime.live, and you can click on the submit a question form, and it'll um, take you directly to uh, an email. And you can just fill out that little form and um, send us a question that way. You can also send us an email the old-fashioned way. It's downtime at... Oh, sorry. It's... Oh, God. It's contact at downtime.live. I'm rusty. Yes. <laughs> contact... No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I, I saved myself. <laughs> contact at downtime.live. Check that out. If you want to leave us a comment or question wherever this podcast is hosted that allows comments or questions, we will read them on the podcast. There's also a review you can leave us on Apple Podcasts, um, and we'll read that as well. 
I think that's covered. That covered everything, right? I hope so. Yes, that did. Sweet. All right. Well, that's it. Um, Elisa, anything else uh, you want to talk about before we end the podcast today? No, I think that's that's all. Um, yeah. Sweet. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to Downtime Podcast, and we'll see you on the next one. Peace. <laughs>